Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of BlackInc.TV. I'm your host, Tony Beeman. We have a very exciting show for you today, where our mission, once again, is to inspire the next generation of Black entrepreneurs to think bigger and go for it. Now, my next guest, Durante Smith. He began his entrepreneur endeavors at the tender age of 10 years old, believe it or not, in rural Kentucky. Yeah. He started... Uh, he also grew up writing stories, plays, uh, poems, uh, eventually uh, winning competitions and winning a competition to uh, produce for Disney. He has launched his own commercial video production where he's actually had his own feature film produced and pitched shows for Steve Harvey, uh, Tyler Broadcasting, Perry Studios, to name a few, Netflix, oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh, Durante, I don't want to give away everything. Welcome to blacking.tv. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thanks, Tony. I appreciate it, man. Oh it's my been, gosh. It's been a long journey, man. So uh, you, you took them all the way back, but uh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> hey, hey, man, I want to make sure I'm prepared because you have an amazing background. You know, tell us about where you grew up, man. You know, tell us a little about yourself. So I'm from a little small town called Campbellsville, Kentucky. Campbellsville is uh, like literally right smack in the center of the state. Um, Kentucky's best known for like Muhammad Ali, George Clooney, uh, Johnny Depp, you know, all those guys, right? And so for me, um, you know, in my hometown, probably the biggest name is Clem Haskins. So Clem Haskins is actually like my second or third cousin. Clem was the coach for the Minnesota Gophers back in the day, right? And so he took them to a final four appearance and all this other stuff. So there is, you know, there is some, um, there is some celebrity back, you know, back home. But um, for me, the, the thing was coming up, I didn't see people in the space that I'm in um, to mimic or to, to uh, you know, to see as mentors as I was growing up, right? So for us back in those days, and we're talking about the 80s and 90s, I'm a 70s kid, right? So back in those days, you know, most of the people that were, you know, creative professionals were in Hollywood or they're, you know, in New York or something like that. So that just seemed, you know, pretty much unattainable. So as I grew, I come to learn that, you know what, I could be a positive influence on these kids um, that I made it out, right? So I went to the University of Kentucky, got my degree, um, got a degree in creative writing. Um, you know, I was able to advance that to actually, you know, set up a real career and, and, and forge a career path for myself that was atypical, you know. And um, then when I had my first opportunity, uh, I wrote a kid's book called The Fantastical Adventures of Sleepy Steve, right? Book came mm -hmm. out in 2005. Uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story about that. Okay. So I had this book. I did what are called query letters. So a query letter is when you query major publishers. Right. So in other words, you, you're submitting to major publishers to get your book picked up. I had three or four, I had four major publishers to respond back. They were interested in the book, but the lead character is a black kid. Right. This is before you had um, a real, I guess, I guess you could say a real uh, anchor of black, um, black products and, and, and stories outside of your normal stuff, right? So what they mm -hmm. thought was, 
um, you know, black kids only read stuff about slavery, basketball, gangs, you know, all that stuff, right? The stereotypical stuff. So when I queried them, you know, the response I got back was, we're interested, we like it, but you need to change the lead character to a white kid, right? I literally have this in writing. So I met a lady by the name of Zane. Zane is a real big, um, she's a real big uh, publisher and big, big time author in what's called the urban, uh, urban fiction, right? So, or urban romance. And Zane actually took me under her wing, mentored me, helped me to create my own publishing company. She literally opened the door to Barnes and Nobles and Books and Millions and Borders, got me into those guys, into meetings with the executives who then in turn got my book into the bookstores. This is before Amazon, okay? I, I set up my own tour and went and toured around the country to prove the market for this book, right? Wow. So. I don't know, roughly 200,000 units or so over roughly two to three years, right? And my point being is, is like, that's the kind of thing, unfortunately, that we have to do a lot of times to prove our value, to prove our worth and prove our, you know, our place in that realm. What mm -hmm. I did was when I did my very first book sign, now mind you, I've, in that time I've toured, I don't know, probably 200 schools at least, right? <laughs> but my very first book signing, my very first speaking engagement, I took back home to my to my 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 uh, elementary school and middle school. I took it back home and launched launched that whole thing there. Now let them know how big it was. There was a big write up in the news, big write, you know, big big thing on TV and radio. I did all these appearances, right? The very first black person to come come home and do something like that. Can you imagine the impact that had on those kids, especially wow. the little black kids, minority kids in the community that never saw anything like that, man. That is incredible. Uh, that is unbelievable. What, yeah. uh, if I could ask you, like, what, where does that just strong belief in yourself really come from? You know, like, like what, what motivated you um, as you talked about growing up, like, like you have and everything, like what, what, who was it? Where did it come from? Because so, I mean, if there was nobody there to for you to look at and you become that for for others, wow! It's that's I mean you got me motivated. So I, I would I would have to say I've thought about that a few times, and I, I would have to say that motivation, the intrinsic motivation, probably came from my mother. So my mother, she was a um, she was a pastor. She was also a school teacher, right? So mm. she's a teacher full time. She was a pastor full time. She had a church that she pastored that was roughly a two and a half, three hour drive one way, right? <laughs> and we would drive there on a Wednesday night, on a Friday night, on a, and on a Sunday morning, okay? So she's taking me and my sister on what is roughly a four and a half or five hour round trip just to get to the service. We were Pentecostal, so you know these Pentecostal services run long, man. So, you know, we're in service hours, right? So you got three hour service and then roughly a, a, a three hour round trip. So you're talking about six hours, right? And we and she still has to teach school, okay? So like I saw her drive and I saw her passion and her commitment to giving back, right? I think that was what was instilled within me to say, you know what? Life is more than just taking, man. It's also giving back, you know? Mm. How do you influence that next generation? And that's why I'm excited to be on your show because, mm. you know, that's out here trying to make a positive impact on this world where you have so much negativity running them up hey man i can't do anything but tip my hat 
I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored, you know, and, and, you know, uh, like, like yourself, it's almost like, you, it's almost like you, you let go and you're, and you're being pulled and yes. you just kind of go, go with it, you know? And so, uh, I, I, I my, my hat's off to you. I really, wow. We could talk all day, man. You know, but my God, I, I want to hear more about your stuff. I mean, you do a podcast, you know, uh, you know, you've been in the industry for a while. You've, you've done a feature film. Where do we start, man? I mean, what about, tell me about like the, you know, your feature film that I saw that, that you, you took it to, to the con yeah. uh, film festival. I mean, what? So, okay. That was my very first feature that I wrote, directed and produced. It's called Prosper. So Prosper, let me tell you the funniest thing about Prosper. Prosper is a really dark, it's a really, um, lack of better words, it's, it's, it's a dark horror film, right? What they call um, uh, supernatural. They're all dark, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they pretty much, yeah. Um, but I'm going to tell you what, what makes Prosper different, at least in my opinion, is the experience, right? I'll say Prosper is the experiential film, meaning that when you watch it, it gives you, it has such an element of real world to it right? Even though it's fiction, that it, it'll creep you out. It, it gets inside your mind, right? But let me tell you the reason why that is. So Prosper came about because I was doing meditation. I still meditate, but I was doing a different type of meditation called Kundalini, right? So Kundalini taps into your chakra, right? So different, seven different chakra points inside your body and all this other stuff. So they tell, they warn you that you should do that with a practitioner, someone that understands it, someone that can guide you through this meditation, right? I did it on my own, just, you know, looking up on YouTube and blah, blah. Next thing you know, I do this meditation, man. No joke. I get lost inside of my own mind. Okay. So I'm literally lost inside of my mind for like seven hours. Okay. This is midday. I laid down to take what I thought was a nap and meditate for 30 minutes and couldn't come out of it. Okay. <laughs> I was like almost comatose. Well, my, my wife at the time, she became worried after a few hours, right? And my sister's a pharmacist. And after a couple more hours, now they're really starting to get concerned. My sister drives up to my home, right? And just as they're on the phone with the paramedics, they're trying to figure out what's like what's going on. Like my pulse was extremely low, right? Um, I wasn't responsive. And so they were trying to find out what's going on. They were on the phone with the paramedics and I actually came to myself, but it was because I was able to bring myself out of this, what they call a trance state, right? When I came out of it, what I realized was I had literally lived this movie. I saw, I saw it from start to finish. So I sat down and I wrote the script, literally right at that moment, I sat down, wrote the script about an hour later, I sat down to start writing it and I wrote it over like 37 hours. Did not, look man, I didn't take a shower. I mm, didn't, mm, um, mm. Brought me, she brought me food, left it at the door. Like, I mean, like I was that entrenched into writing the script. Mm. So much so that what I learned was I tapped into a spiritual place. Right. I got this guy who came on board as a spiritual advisor. Who actually ends up, he's actually in the movie. Um, he is an actual practicing wicked. Right. He told me that the the uh, mantra that we were using inside of the, the movie the, for the, the, the seance, right, for the ritual was so realistic that I was calling demon spirits into the real world. And I mm. kid you, we had experience. We had real live experiences making this movie. That, that shook the entire cast and crew, man. I had crew members quit. I had cast members quit. Since, I, I'm gonna kid you not. 
since the movie was made, I've had either six or seven different actors, producers, even my wife died, passed away, gone, not here, bro. I'm not kidding you. What? I, am, I wish I was kidding oh, you. You are that much of a creative genius? Oh my God. Yeah, it was just wild. It's wild. I mean, you know, so what happened is we had, um, so I took the movie to what's called the AFM, it's the American Film Market, right? I took the, the movie to the American Film Market, I think it's 20, 2014. And I got interest from, I don't know, man, probably 25 markets or something like that. That's where you go and you sell your movie into these other markets, but the movie wasn't done, right? And then I got interest from Lionsgate. Lionsgate offered me, uh, they offered me $1.6 million for the movie. It was called Sight Unseen. That means the movie wasn't done. They're only going off my package, which is, you know, the trailer and all that stuff. I turned Lionsgate down. The reason why is because the collective total from the other markets was roughly about $5 million, right? So my mm -hmm. thought was, why well, take a million six when if I, be a little, if I can be a little patient, I can get five million, right? What ended up happening was, um, to make a very long story short, we missed our delivery date. And part of that was because I, at the time I was going through reconstructing knee surgery. That led to me going into a divorce. That led to this, this, and this. And within all of about three months, I had just all of this major life happening stuff, just stuff yeah. happened. And, you know, we missed our window, Bob. We overshot. We missed our window about roughly about six weeks. Didn't matter, man. At that point, you know, they walked, people were walking away from the deal. Fast forward, I met a, I met a distributor at the American film market who really liked it. And he's like, hey, man, I want to take this thing to the con film market next year. Would you be open to it? I was like, yeah. So he took it over the con. And that that literally got everything going, man. So from wow. there, I got a theatrical release in seven states in 37 cities. We were competing against uh, the very first Annabelle movie. We outperformed Annabelle in every single movie theater we were in, right? Then mm -hmm. went on to um, went on to get uh, into Amazon onto Amazon Prime for a year or two. That deal phased out, and then just last year, I got a new distribution deal that just kicked off in June. So we have now the, the movies available on all the streaming platforms and all that. So it's doing quite well. Congratulations. That is an amazing accomplishment, an amazing story. And you've obviously, you know, among many other things, many, many times have uh, overcome a lot. You know, that's, that's the mark of a successful entrepreneur. Congratulations. Yeah, do, man. Wow, yeah. wow. Well, I want to be respectful of your time, man. But, you know, before we go, tell us a little bit about your podcast. So I have a podcast called um, The Expert Process. So what The Expert Process is about is essentially I want to shorten the, um, the learning curve to getting to mastery, right? So, you know, they say it takes 10,000 hours to get to mastery. 10,000 hours, anything gets you to a point of mastery and whatever that, that thing is. Well, what I do is I interview... Um, professionals in different uh, aspects of the creative lane, right? And ask them for their tips, for their advice, for the resources that can help these folks that really wanna you know, up their game in, in their careers. And in particular, we're talking about film. Um, to re they really wanna do that, uh, they're able to, you know, they're able to tap into these, into the minds of these, these folks that, are, that have been successful. Um, it is also a vehicle um, that is used kind of as a marketing tool for the online masterclass that I have as well. So it's called the expert process. So what I tell folks is they go to the expertprocess.com 
they can see, you know, all about me. I have my bio up there, you know, all this other stuff. Um, and then they can learn more about, you know, the whole, you know, the whole, um, the masterclass and what, what all that's about. But I'm going to tell you honestly, Tony, one of the biggest things for me that I've learned over my 20 years in doing this is, as I said, it's, it's giving back. Um, it's not always about taking, it's not always about the money, right? It's also giving mm-hmm. back. That was the reason why I created that platform. But what, I, what I've also found is it's given me a lot of leeway to help further other people's, you know, future, uh, you know, for their futures and their ambitions. So I've actually become now a coach or what you would call a, um, an accountability partner for a lot of filmmakers, right? So they'll reach out to me through my website and, you know, I'm able to counsel them, you know, give them advice. Of course, you know, there's a fee, but there are several that, in fact, there are three right now that I'm working with that um, we are getting their product on placed on different platforms, right? And I'm actually help, able to help them get sponsor deals. Sponsor deals, that's big, man. That's mm-hmm. not funny. You know, these guys did mm. not have a means or resource or an idea how to, you know, how to get that money until, you know, I bring this opportunity to, to the table, but I would not have known about them if it weren't that, you know, I had the um, wherewithal to put myself out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Durante, I could talk to you all day, man. There's so many things I want to talk to you about. But again, I want to be respectful of your time. Most Thank definitely. you so much for being on our show today. That's all the time we have for today. Unfortunately, oh my gosh. Again, Durante Smith, please, everybody be looking out for the most talented uh, person that I've I've met because I have never actually spoken with a, a filmmaker and uh wow I'm it's an honor you know but anyway everybody thanks again for joining us today on black ink I'm gonna put my LinkedIn profile link you know hit me up um as always think bigger and go for it thank you once again for our guest and we'll see you next time on blackink.tv